When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Man, me and Joe Mazzula sweating our asses off tonight. I got to wow. tell you, if you guys you guys should have seen Sherrod in his early NBC days. <laughs> you remember all too well, my friend. <laughs> the padding of the brow was essential. Uh, those Absolutely. lights are those lights are hot, my man. If you're not used to yes. the TV, yeah. Yeah, the Celtics, they're feeling some of that, that those hot lights tonight. This was a weird game, John. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it was weird from the standpoint, the minute that fans realized that there would be no Joel Embiid, there'd be no Tyrese Maxey, there was a bit of like, oh, crap, what the hell did we pay to, to watch tonight? And then the game was never really – the Celtics never really felt as though they were controlling this game. Uh, it's almost as if they shifted down a couple of gears and were just kind of just, as Doc Rivers used to say, cool breezing it. Uh, wow. They were just way too cool for school for, for most of this game. And, of course, it would be old man Al who saves the day. A uh, couple of really big plays defensively, had 20 points. Uh, this was definitely like a back-to-the-future kind of game for Al, who, as it turns out, this was the first – I talked to him before the game, and this was the first time him and I had a conversation this season before the game. And it was, it was funny because one thing he said that stuck to me was that, you know, I want to impact winning, and sometimes I have to do a scoring. Sometimes I have to do a rebounding. Sometimes I have to do a defense. And tonight it was all of the above because they needed everything they could get out of him and, and you know, some of those guys uh, in more traditional role positions to get this win. Yeah, we've said it. We've said it about a lot of players. Um, and I just think everybody on this team, like – We've used the expression before, give the game what it needs, you know, at a certain time there, you know, and you have players on this team who like Horford, like Holiday, uh, like White, who I think consistently give the game what it needs. And sometimes it needs you to score. Sometimes it needs you just to play defense and do nothing else. Sometimes it needs you to be the distributor. Sometimes it needs you to whatever, you know, um, and those guys, I think, do that, and I think did that for a good part of the night on a night where your two superstars had problems. Um, Jason Tatum's are everybody knows now. We'll spend a lot of time on Tatum tonight for sure. Um, and then also um, Brown uh, was was just he came on strong, and I thought he was okay, but he was searching for it all game long, Sherrod. Right, like he didn't. He was doing the the difficult thing instead of the 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 easy thing, and I think he's still feeling it out. He's really struggling in terms of his shot selection and how best to impact the game offensively. Um, but he did have a couple of moments late, uh, one in particular where I loved, where he just got to the free throw line, just rose up and took a clean, uncontested jumper. Like that's the type of stuff you want to see: spotting up, relocating, getting in the corner for those threes. Um, so. You know, that was good. But, yeah, those guys were great. Al was great, um, you know, all game long. And then, you know, uh, you know, Peyton Pritchard, you know, heroics in that fourth quarter. Missoula was, uh, you know, praising the hell out of him in the post game as well. So, you know, they got it. But I'll, I'll go back to the thing that you said. The 
what did you expect out of this game with all of those guys out, right? I knew, you knew, everybody knew. It was you knew there'd be a letdown of some sort. You knew that. It wasn't just that. You knew when they came out shooting 68% in the first quarter, like those that's the worst thing that can happen. It's because they're like, this is look at this. This is cake. We're getting whatever we want. And when everything is falling, you think that it's easy. And what do you do? You don't play a lick of defense and you just let guys just, you know you know, walk uncontested to the basket, get offensive rebounds, do whatever. I mean, you're getting tuned up by Patrick Beverly and, and Melton uh, tonight. I, it was it was an embarrassing, unserious effort in the first half. Uh, you know, yeah. a very unserious effort. And Tatum looked like he was just, I had an I don't want to be here um, mentality almost all night long. And it was weird because you look at his numbers. I mean, he was they efficient. As, as very getting, I mean, efficient offensively minus the turnovers. 21 point, yeah, 21 points on nine shots taken by your best player. You you would live and die with that lineup any or that, that kind of line any night. But Tatum just really seemed disinterested on her. I had a conversation with Cedric Maxwell at halftime, and I'm not I won't get into all the particulars of our conversation, but the gist of it was I guess defense is optional tonight for both teams. Uh, and, and it was that kind of game. And it's, it's disappointing because I really think the Celtics, this was an opportunity to remind Philadelphia that they're the superior team. Now, Philadelphia, next time they see the Celtics, they're going to feel way better about themselves than they should because they're going to say, you know what, we hung with them toe-to-toe, you know, without our top two scores. Uh, and really, and you throw in Nicholas Batum, who's a, a very good player for them as well, came over in the trade with Harden. So they're going to walk away, walk out of here feeling pretty, pretty good about themselves, which is not something you just don't want to have happen with a team like them that you're probably going to see at some point in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, no, no good. And it's like we get caught right between excusing these performances and like, look, there's 82. You're not going to be able to get up for everything. Or this, I'm always on that line. Or just being annoyed as hell about like are you guys going to ever just kind of just get serious? And it is frustrating because I always do think it ends up being a top down sort of thing. Uh, it begins with the stars. And if those guys, when they come out and they're like, you know, all those post game comments where we, we, those guys would say, we need to do this. We need to do that. Look, it almost always begins with Tatum and Brown. Uh, and that's where it starts. It does. It they does. Need to, they need to set the tone and show everybody else that they're serious. When they're not, the, the games tend to go like this. It, it, they do. And with, with Tatum, you could tell early on when he picked up that first tech, it was like, wait, what? Because he, he's been really good this year about speaking, about making his case and then letting it go. He didn't do that tonight. And it goes back to your point, John. He Tatum has been in the league long enough to know damn well that certain officials are going to not tolerate that and not give you a warning. They're just going to tee your ass up. And when he got the first day, I'm thinking like, okay, he got that out of his system. He's good. The one that he got really upset about where he's on the ground and he's grabbing, it was, it was a definite foul. Now, did he get fouled before that play? Absolutely. But that's besides the point. They're not going to make that change. They're not going to change that call. Uh, and to make matters worse, John, after he gets tossed, Joe Mazzula challenges the play. And not only do they lose a challenge, Tatum then is going to go for a flagrant one instead of just a regular foul. I mean, it's just like – and they went from having a slim one-point lead to being down by two going into the fourth. 
Um, but I give those guys credit that that played that Tatum's teammates. They absolutely 100% bailed his ass out tonight. There's they, no doubt about that. They did. They did. And, like, I, I think, you know, and, again, shout out Trevor. We appreciate this, and thank you so much for watching um, and, uh, and, uh, and supporting us. Uh, yeah, look, and that's the thing is, like, the dialogue with Tatum is always going to be like, it was he, he gets fouled. He doesn't get the whistles. He's got a right to be mad. He does. Oh, they all do. I mean, play through it. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's like, you know, if, if you know, if, if you work outside in the summer, it's going to be hot. Like you can acknowledge it's going to be hot or just complain about the heat every second of the day. Like that's just life. Like it's going to be this way. Like you're going to get, you're not going to get all the calls. It's going to be frustrating sometimes. Like, you just have to recognize there's no benefit to complaining and just kind of move on. It's just a maturity thing. He's not the only star. And this is where I think fans get really mad. Anytime we go in on him on this, he's not the only star Beverly exact Beverly probably could have gotten 14 texts tonight with his demonstrative reactions down in the fourth quarter alone. He could have gotten three texts for flipping out over foul calls. So they're there. It's right. But it's more a matter of uh, Tatum has to recognize the refs hate him. And like, if you're a superstar, they can't hate you like that. You know, like they can hate Pat Beverly's, you know, but you can't, you don't want a Chris Paul and what's his name uh, relationship with every referee. Um, that's not going to work for you. Like just play the game and recognize like, it's not going to happen. Shake your head, head down the court, but like the demonstrative stuff's never going to work. And it's not just because they're going to tee you up. It's because he takes himself mentally out of these games. So it's, again, it's a lack of emotional maturity that for some reason he has for someone who has such a refined skill set and ability to do many, so many things. It's really weird. He can't get out of his own head with this stuff because it stays with him. It affects his play. It affects his effort. Uh, and I think it drags down the team. So he's just not doing anybody any favors with it. This, no, but yeah, you know what? The, the way that he – this headspace that he seemed to be in in this game, it's almost a blessing that he got tossed. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if he would have been able to continue playing, whether he wouldn't have taken himself and, and with that take the team down a road of, of defeat because he just he just wasn't where he needed to be emotionally in this game. I don't And I don't know why. I mean, it could have very well been the fact that there was no Joel Embiid and there was no Tyrese Maxey. And he had what I call a fan moment. Fans, when that happens, they get disappointed. They don't their, their interest level wanes. But you're the best player on the team, the team with the best record in the NBA. That should not happen with you. And, and for me, that's that's the frustration with him right now. He doesn't do this nearly as much as he's done it in the past. So I, I will give him a little bit of credit for that. But it still happens enough to where it's annoying as hell. And it's it's I think. Again, it, it is a potential problem that he has to continue to get better at. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt. He just has to get better. It just, it's pointless. It's just pointless. Just move on. But I can't get, forget the ejection stuff. I can't get what was going on otherwise. It was just, his head wasn't in the game at any point in time. Maybe, I don't want to speculate. I have no idea. You have no idea what's going on in people's lives. He just, he just looked off all night. You know what they did though, John? That that and, and still I mean, I, and still, as you said, was remarkably efficient, which is crazy. Right. Which, which 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 reminds us how ridiculously talented this guy is. I mean, the thing that they did early on, and really, I thought for most of the first half that made me feel this game they weren't ever going to really pull away was they never went to the post. I mean, no Joel Embiid, 
So you don't have that interior presence that usually gives you problems. And no Tyrese Maxey, so you don't have that perimeter threat. Although De'Anthony Melton, I give him credit, he had a good game uh, in terms of scoring the ball. Took a lot of shots, uh, but certainly was a guy that, that really, you know, he held his own. But they never attacked that middle. They never looked to just work Philadelphia over. They took the path of least resistance, Sean. It's easy to shoot threes when you're playing a team that you know doesn't have an inside presence uh, because that gives you a better chance to get those offensive rebounds. Yeah. They got way too comfortable playing that 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 just shot-chucking game that we know they have the ability to do from time to time. But here's the problem. When you do that and you don't play defense, this is what happens. Uh, yeah. Philadelphia had no business shooting the ball as well as they did uh, in this game for the first two-plus quarters. And it was more about what the Celtics weren't doing than what Philadelphia was doing. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know it's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math. and I, I know that's a good deal. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. So easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Yeah, that being said, the positive off of this um, was definitely that, like, yeah, the first half was annoying because they didn't play any defense at all. Um, you know, and then in the third quarter, you have the Tatum ejection right near the end of that, which kind of, you know, is a downer there. And you're like, oh, geez, did, 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 did they just, did they just give away this gimme game because of that? And that was going to be frustrating, but you know, all of a sudden you're kind of even with Philly at, at this point, they're out there, two stars. I mean, you know, they're out even more than that. You're out, you're, you know, arguably your two best. And it was a game and the rest of the guys were damn good. It's a damn good fourth quarter. It's a fun, entertaining fourth quarter. Yeah, and that, I mean, really, that was the only quarter of value for me in this game. That's uh, it. Because, yeah, because both teams were really competing, and in Philadelphia, you know, they tried. They gave their best effort. But it, as the fourth quarter wore on, it became very obvious, to, and what we all know, and that is the Celtics are a deeper team. If you start taking away their top chess pieces, they still got enough firepower to, to crown you and king you and get and get the win and that's what happened in this game though they almost did not survive three luke cornett minutes there in the fourth quarter or whatever it was listen, he was out there I, luke listen luke cornett i don't know if he's had a worse game as a boston Celtic than he had tonight this might very well be the worst luke cornett game we have ever seen him play i mean here's the thing it got to the point where when when joe decided to bring it back in the fourth quarter what did Nick Nurse do? Mo Bamba, let's go. Because Mo Bamba filleted, grilled, 
broil, however you want to, however you like your meat cooked. That's how. That's what happened with Luke Cornett when Mo Bamba was on the floor, and there was nothing that Luke seemed, was seemingly able to do. And it got to the point. As soon as he came back, Joe and I, I give Joe Mazzulla credit. He saw the same thing all of us up here were watching, and that is get his ass off the floor. Get Peyton Pritchard back on the floor. That was, I mean, and again, to me, that's part of Joe's growth as a coach, not being so damn stubborn about what he wants to do, and instead do what you need to do to get your team out of a very prickly situation that your star player kind of put you guys in the middle of. Um, but Luke was horrible. I mean, this was this – Luke, this is – I don't want to be in a film room when they're looking back on this one and they're going through some things they need to work on better. Luke was a minus nine when he was out there. The worst of anyone. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Kada, I'm telling you now, Kada is looking like someone who is starving to take someone's rotation spot. If he keeps getting, getting out there playing 10 to 15 minutes and giving you five, six, seven points, five, six, seven rebounds, being active, all three shots. He's going to make some bad decisions. He had, like, the really bad turnover uh, where they gave him the ball in transition. Why the hell would you do that? Yeah. Oh, but Al knew it right away. He was like – Exactly. I- I'll tell you this. I, you don't do thing. that with Rob. You never did that with Rob Williams. Why would you do that with Kata? Al Horford, if there's one one slight flaw in Al Horford's game is he really wants to be a point guard in transition because he gets it and he likes to dribble. And he it 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 ends bad nine out of ten times. He's He's got to give it up. But he gets going and he's like, I feel free and I'm young and I'm fast and I can do this. And it's just that's why you don't no, do it because when not. it's time to give up the ball, you're throwing it to Kada in an impossible position for him. He's not going to be able to catch and do something with it there. And as soon as he did it, Al was almost like, "I forgot you were a total goof. I'm so sorry. You know, like <laughs> I didn't mean to do that." But you know, I, I, I was <laughs> shocked to see you made the pass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was just shocked that Al even made the pass because he plays the same position that Rob plays and Cornette plays. When in the world have you given him the ball in transition? Yeah. Where they actually yeah. had to put it on the floor in order to score. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, Al gets a pass. So Al was really good tonight. He was no, really, was really good. Al was amazing. Um, Al was amazing. Um, we were talking about Tatum, uh, and this was uh, – I believe I've got Missoula here talking about uh, the kind of the ejection situation. I thought everybody stepped up, um, and that's just kind of the team that we have, and credit to them. I thought they did a great job uh, executing on both ends of the floor. I thought, uh, you know, we went double big there, and we were able to give it a different look. And uh, I thought the guys just, you know, did what they had to do to win. And, um, you know, games like that, uh, you know, everybody has everybody, you know, everyone has the expectation of the game is supposed to go a certain way. It's not how the NBA works. And so you saw it the other night when Chicago and Milwaukee, we played with Chicago. Chicago's two best players were out there winning overtime. And so, like, there's, there's the game wasn't supposed to go a certain way. It went how it went, and it was tough. And I thought we did a great job making plays when it was necessary. He's not He's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they they did. They I, they absolutely delivered when they had to. But to me, that the bigger issue is you should have been in that position where your players had to do that. Yeah, that's it's that's my yeah. issue. And, 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 you know, this is something people go back and forth on all the time. And you see it in the chat, you know, like I know Joe, people are quick to kind of point to Joe, you know, for almost everything that goes wrong. And I, I don't know how much of it 
he could affect and how much of it is just simply it's low hanging fruit. You, you do wonder like from a coaching perspective, like, you know, what you can do to like not go through an entire half of playing like, like, you know, lazy or, you know, or like ass, like they, like they did or recognizing before a game, what, you know, cause again, I'm always a, it's 90 play it's 90, 95 players and 5% coach, but it's like, you'd still, you just want to see them recognize okay, the stars are out. We can either come out and then treat this like a, like, like an easy game and we're going to coast or we drop the hammer, put these guys down 40 and it's Geno time. And we all rest on the bench in the fourth, you know, and you know, the one good thing about the in-season tournament, Chicago situation, blowout situation is you had to learn how to like put your foot on the throat of an inferior opponent and just keep on the gas. And even though you had to keep the starters in for longer, there was no let up there. There was some mentality or something that clicked in, got caught up in the moment, an exciting night, chasing the results, everything was going on and they got into it. It was kind of like goofy kid stuff, but they were into it, but it still was like what you want to see, which is, you know, like, don't let up, just assert your, as you said, assert your dominance, just keep going, 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 going. Why make it easy? Why let them, you know, why let them into the game? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, how do you get a team to do that better? Like, that's it's going to frustrate us always when we watch these games and like, why aren't they taking this seriously tonight? It is. I mean, and I, I, I wish there, I wish there was like, if they did X, Y, and Z, everything would change. They'll figure it out that way. But there's, there, there is no rhyme or reason no. why they do this. Because the we've seen, yeah, we've seen them when they are engaged and they want to just throttle you. They can do that. I mean, yeah. A locked-in Jalen Brown, a locked-in Jason Tatum. There aren't a lot of teams that can beat these guys when those two guys are completely all bought in and doing the things that they're supposed to do. But, I mean, my goodness, they had 10 turnovers between them tonight, and the team had 20 total. You're too bad. That's and, – and one guy didn't even play the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, that's that's insane. Uh, with Tatum had in terms of the turnovers. But, you know, again, the, the one positive in this game is that uh, for those who were wondering whether Al still had any juice or any gas left in the tank, these are the nights when he reminds us, yes, I still got a little bit. I still can go out there and get you 20 points. Or I can get you, the, you know, a couple weeks ago, I think he had like 15 rebounds, something like that. Uh, so that was, to me, that was the biggest positive, the fact that Al had an opportunity to put a significant imprint on the game, and he made, and he made the most of it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. A um, couple things we're, we're waiting on. Everyone's wondering. Um, we got Joe Sway and Bobby there. Players a little bit slow to get to the locker room right now. Only Joe Mazzulla's talked. I think Tatum's at the podium now. We'll get those clips to you as soon as we have them. We're waiting on some guys to talk in the locker room. Joe Sway and Bobby will chime in and give their perspective as well. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Toscano, he might be gigging tonight. I'm not uh, – uh, Ahmed, are you saying neither Tatum nor Brown speaking tonight? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm messaging Bobby. Yeah. Um, yep. Nope. That's it. We're not going to hear from Tatum and we're not going to hear from Brown. Why not Brown? I'm thinking with, with Jalen, I'm thinking as I'm looking at some of these lines, he was, what, maybe at best fourth player? 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, He's just you're still the star. I mean, you're still Jalen yeah. Brown, but I get it. So Holland, Holland, yeah, and this, White are going to talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a game where you can make a justifiable case in not having him talk. Al, Derek White, Drew Holiday, uh, Kada, uh, Peyton Pritchard. You know, there, there's a number of guys that they could theoretically turn to because Jalen was. I didn't think Jalen was like horrible, horrible. Uh, he just wasn't great. Um, Twenty points, four steals, couple blocks, three turnovers. Uh, zero assists, which is disappointing. Um, <laughs> but they were plus 10 when he was on the floor. Um, you know what you have to do to get assists? You have to pass the oh, ball. Oh, is that what the what, – really? Was yeah. that what that's called? <laughs> Here's the thing about Jalen, though, and, and I, I have to remind myself of this because he had a game – he's had a few games where he has he's had like six or seven assist-type performances. You have to know the basketball guys and the law of averages are going to say, okay, that's – overreaching what he is going to do. So there's going to be games where he's going to have zero or this, two or one. This game's been over for 50 minutes. We are still waiting for people to talk. JT and Al apparently are going to the podium. White and Giroux are going to the locker room. They still have not gone. Only Joe has talked. We're an hour after the game. That's like, this is like. Uh, I think this, uh, is, this is a game where I, I think part of that, and we've been, and John, we've, we've been enough of these scrums to know that. They know the kind of questions they're going to get, and they don't want to answer those questions. Like, Tatum, what the hell were you thinking when you picked up the second tag, knowing you already had one? You know, you know the longer – On a play, play that you know, you know they're going to – you're not going to get there to feel any different about it. What are you bitching about? It's not going to change the call. The longer the media waits, the saltier they get, Sherrod. <laughs> they, they should know that too, okay? Well, they accept the, the exception to that is when we're waiting for Kevin Garnett because we know we're going to get something good, win or gold. lose. Yeah, he that is the goal. He's standard. gonna he, to come out 90 minutes later, he's gonna look great, he's gonna smell great, he's gonna have all the jewels on. He'll probably have just gone through a workout, but he's gonna drop friggin' some, some gold. No, and we're gonna it. wait there yeah. and we're gonna soak up every single noun we verb would, and adjective he spits we would debate everywhere. we were de- we would have active debates at nbc like do you do we wait for him like like every time in our post game show or go on to the next show like like you don't want to skip garnett but like are we going to do a post game show for an hour and 20 minutes just to wait Kate for KG talk? So we started just sticking it into whatever late show it came in because we had to hear from him, but we just couldn't wait for him. You know, it was, it was so unbelievable. You know, I've been looking for the best deal on Celtics tickets and with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. With the NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons of full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Plus, artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So as you know, I always come through for you guys. You can use my code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you check the link in the description to download the app. I'm going to tell you, 
Pats are going to win this weekend. I'm sorry. I know some people. I know some people don't want that. Uh, the Chargers are done. They're done. So they're done with their coach. They want nothing to do with this. They're a horribly coached team. They don't want to be here. They're traveling cross country. I, the Patriots are going to win this game, and it's going to make things wow. tight. It's going to make things tight. Looking for a top three pick there. Um, so I don't know what side of the fence you're on regarding this. Pats, Pats are going to win this weekend. Um, wow. I know. I know. Yeah. I just uh, don't see it happening. I'm, I'm just saying. I just think I called the Bills. I called the Bills win. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I don't. And it has nothing to do with confidence in in uh, San Diego and everything to do. It's the incompetence or, or, or the Chargers. Excuse me, not San Diego. They're no longer there. It has nothing to do with them and everything to do with just the Patriots finding a way to screw it up. I just, I just think that they're at that stage in their their development as a franchise where if there is, if there's like a ninety nine point nine percent chance they're going to win, that point one percent will be the path they take. I, I hope so, I hope so, but I, I I'm, 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 I'm nervous as hell, and I'm telling you, I, I, I unabashedly on the side of the coin of lose 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 and i i say this i i woke up the neighbors screaming when they missed that field goal over the weekend the whole house was like what um and yes no you know we always look at kind of like i thought this was you texted me sherrod kata did his job um yeah and it's beyond just doing his job it to a couple things have happened and again this isn't a I can't wait till Bobby gets here and we can make him read Cornette's eulogy live on the air. It's not about that. You just wondered. I think people wondered in the preseason when you saw Kata play and kind of look athletic and be able to crash those boards and be a little bit more of a physical presence. Huh. I wonder if he's going to kind of take away those Cornette minutes. And then he was injured. And then, you know, we saw him uh, against uh, the Hawks play a significant role uh, in that game. And it was like, okay, okay. But Luke had a good game that game too. Uh, and then here tonight, he was, it. he came in early. Cornette did not. Uh, and that's the first time you've seen Missoula kind of do that. Um, and so you kind of wonder if this was a passing of the torch in terms of the extra big, especially when KP is out as he's been out lately. Was this something new? And again, I think he acquitted himself fine. He he, he, he kind of does, as you said, you know, kind of what he's supposed to do when he's out there. No more, no less. Yeah. And, and that to me is why if you're Luke, you need to be a little nervous right now because you've had ample opportunities to establish yourself as the next big for this team. And frankly, you've been meh most of the time. There have been very few games where you looked at Luke and said, damn, that was a really good imp- – he had a really good impact when he was out on the floor. It seems every time we see Kato play now, he's playing fewer minutes, but he's making a significant impact. I mean, he was the only guy – on that, he had the best plus-minus ratio of, of guys coming off the bench for the Celtics tonight. And even if you didn't know that, if you watched the game and watched him play, you could see his presence was making a difference out there. His activity on the glass, the, the fact that he, he actually gives you a certain level of athleticism and physicality that you're just not getting with Luke. Uh, and, and the thing about it, you know, the guys are looking for him. When he gets out there, they're trying. I mean, and Al looked for him a little too damn much on that one transition transition play. But 
Kata is doing exactly what I think. If you're the Celtics, you you want that. Uh, and I, I it's it's trend. And, and the other thing too, and John, we didn't even talk about this. You know, uh, Banton got in before Pritchard did tonight. Uh, which again, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation. But I think what you're seeing now is Joe digging a little bit deeper into the crates and that bench, and it's like, look, I need guys who are going to come in here. You don't have to score or even you just have to make an impact. Figure out how you can impact winning, and that's exactly what those two guys have done. But certainly, Kata, uh, again, another really good good night for him to make his presence felt out there uh, because this is a guy. And John, you talked about this, I think, the uh, last game or so about how he's just kind of getting his health back and not quite where he was before the injury. But you can you can see the athleticism. I mean, that lob dunk he had today that was very Rob William esque. I mean, he was way the hell up there. They, they showed it on a jumbotron. And, I mean, it seemed like he was like, you know, those arms just kept going, 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 going up. And, uh, you know, Kata, again, he's doing exactly what a guy in his shoes should do. Get you, get out there and make your presence felt. Yeah, and and he did it, and he did it. Um, word coming in from Amit, who's in the press room producing the show. Uh, no one does it better than our uh, producer, uh, Ahmed down there at the garden kind of doing everything as he always does but he did give us a little uh, uh, note that uh, that uh, our boy Gary, your boy Gary, uh, tweaking, tweaking JT a little bit uh, but, but in a playful way asking you know whether he you know what he was doing on his way to the tunnel but nothing crazy uh, but yeah I'm curious to hear from Tatum in terms of what went on there Um what went on there and why he kind of got so mad. I'll say this. I did not think this was a case of a ref looking to toss a guy. I think he was kind of keeping his distance. I think he even might have motioned to the coaches like chill this dude out. And he just kept chirping. The thing with Tatum is he's not a yeller and he's not demonstrative, but he's talking a ton and you know, who knows what was said at what point, but it's definitely some exclamation point where it was finally like chirp, chirp, chirp. That's just bullshit or whatever. And the last one was like, all right, man, that's you're done. That being said, could you let it go? Probably, you know, because it wasn't a big one, you know, like he's not flipping out. It wasn't a big demonstrative thing. It was just a little chirping, but without the benefit of knowing what he said, you know, it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I could could have gone both ways there. Like, just shut shut up. And also, the refs like try to not inject yourself. I just don't know what happened in that situation there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it was just one of those things that's just built up over the course of the game, uh, where you know he was he was in the refs' ear way more than the ref was comfortable with, and he, like your point, John, he, Tatum, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to do you like Draymond Green, or he's not going to a uh, Patrick Beverly. Or LeBron James, you know, who just, you know, whatever. That's not his style. He's very persistent and consistent, just chipping away, just poking the refs, you know, just constant talking. And at some point, they're just basically like, shut the F up. Yeah. Bye. And that's that's kind of what, you know, that's kind of what happened. Um, Yeah. But, you know, again, I'm I'm really – and I know Joe Mazzula is certainly going to lean heavily on the fact that the guy stepped up and helped him get through this one, which is good. Um, but they really, they, they really need to just have a rem- almost like a reminder session to Tatum about the importance of not letting the refs get into your head and just to play through that. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when guys are being physical with you, they tell you to play through it. When refs are, are making calls that you don't agree with or you think are bad calls, you still got to play through it. Yeah. Yep, you got to. Otherwise, on the bench, you mentioned Banton. Worth worth bringing in here. Again, I like that, I like that Joe has kind of settled somewhere, even though I know, you know, you, me, several other people still wanted to see Steve, Lamar Stevens get his shot at some point or another to see whether he could do anything. I think Brissett uh, really punted away his opportunity by just being really ineffective and looking extremely overwhelmed and not being able to do some of the things that he's supposed to be able to do, which is like have a, have a competent looking shot. I think he's, he felt weird. What we know about Banton is he has no shot. Uh, and that is a little worrisome. Uh, there was one moment he's, he can't shoot at all. There was one play late. I, you know, I can't remember the exact period in the game where it swings to him in the corner for what should be an open three. And really anybody in his position at that point should be taking that three point shot, but he has no confidence in it. So instead he kind of sort of drives, gets to the elbow and shoots a ridiculously tough contested two that line drives off the back of the backboard. Like, if you can only play so many minutes when you're, but the thing is, he's long, he's quick, he he he's he, you know he can he can do some things on defense. Uh, you know he, he had one I think a drive and an and one earlier in the game. Like yeah, sure. If he if he's cutting and he's doing some stuff, maybe he can contribute a little. But he's a total offensive zero here. Is does he doing enough to be able to live with him right now? I. I think so. In the uh, in the in the in the get in the by the way, one of the most insulting uh nicknames for a bench crew weather was the whatever Tatum called them, the stay ready gang. Um or or whatever. <laughs> the stay ready like we don't need you, but stay ready. Yeah, just, what, just, just stay in the corner and be ready. Yeah. I may I, but just be ready. You're not, not I don't expect you to give me anything but just other than to be ready. Yeah. That's uh, that's bad. That's what he called them. But Ben's one of those guys. Um, I guess for one of the, I guess he called them the stay ready group. It's pretty rough, but uh, we got to come up with a better name there. What was the one we had before with the, what was more Morris's bench unit called? They had a cool nickname, oh, like an NWA did. thing. Yeah. Like bench mob or something like that. Bench with attitude that or something. I thought it was yeah, an NWA play or something like, like that. that. Yeah. 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 That might've been it. Yeah, he was another one. He was another one that was. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> ugh. But Morris, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, I think he missed like his first four or five shots, and he hit he hit a, a three in a corner. Uh, I think he was finished like three for ten shooting, something ridiculously bad like that. Um, yeah, not a not a good night for him. But you know, the thing about Banton though that I I like the fact that he can defend. Uh, I like the fact that he gives you a guy that. When teams are running, you know, they're trying to, to, to run their pick-and-roll action and, and creating lots of switches. He's a guy that I'm, I'm not, like, freaking out about when he gets a switch, whereas when Peyton Pritchard is out there, uh, sometimes teams will make a point of going at him, uh, and they have some success. I didn't think – I thought Peyton did a pretty good job tonight for the most part defensively, especially after he made a couple shots. It seemed like all of a sudden his defense got a little bit better when he knocked down a couple shots. Uh, but I, I thought he competed, though, and that's the thing. I, I you know, he he's pretty good about that. Win or lose, he's going to compete. Uh, but Luke was just oh, <laughs> it's hard for me. It's, it's hard for me to think you know, about this game and 
and not focus on like those eight, nine, seven, those seven minutes that he was out there where it was just, it was just the, I mean, it was the worst that we've ever seen Luke play. He, I mean, oh, yeah. Bamba the bus one boys from last year. That's what I forgot. No, he was. They, and you know what? That's the thing. And that's what I kind of, I, there was a game recently, I can't remember which one, where uh, Cornette had what appeared to be a you know decent game from a box score perspective, but it was a classic giveth and taketh away. Every trip down, they were like, go find Luke. You know, like, I, I, I mean, it's out there. He's just not a guy. He's a guy you attack. He doesn't play nearly as big. He can't really contest or defend, and, and you know, he's certainly not great on the board, so... It's and he doesn't shoot. And he doesn't shoot. I mean, yeah. I, I thought part of his the allure of having him was that he gives you a stretch big. He doesn't. He doesn't look to shoot. He doesn't play anywhere away from the basket. Uh, and that that to me that's part of the frustration I have with him. You're a seven footer who spends most of your time around a basket, but you don't rebound. Yeah. And you don't defend at a high level. Yeah. I'm just like so. So what exactly are you giving me? Yeah. When you're on the floor around the basket, it's tough. I mean, Dan, I mean, I mean, Joe Sway can give me that. Hey, Joe Sway, what's up, yeah. man? I saw that coming. I saw that coming a mile away. Believe it or not. What yeah. uh, what do you, what do you, what what have, what have you been doing for the last hour? Working my ass off. What you mean? <laughs> well, just tell us. That's about it. your first question. Uh, let me get into it. All right. So yeah, uh, give me give me a book report. You know, go, give me an or, oral report on what you've been doing. My well, what I did on my summer vacation by Joe Sway. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the assignments I used to actually. I used to go in, man. You just love those. Yeah. First first week of the, of the school year, but yeah. no. Um, look, Joe Mazzulla obviously had a lot of questions about uh, what happened with Jason Tatum, the ejection, and he couldn't say exactly what happened in terms of play by play. You know, he said he missed a lot of it. He said there was one second left, and he was too busy trying to figure out what to do next. But um, he wasn't exactly pissed off about it. And I, I, I don't know if this is a matter of if they lose this game, then he feels differently, or if it's just like. He enjoys to see that fire from Tatum, but that's essentially what he told us, that he, he likes that. He thinks that's necessary uh, for guys to show that fire. He would rather see that than to see the opposite, he told us. And, you know, it's interesting because you look at the way things went down, and I don't know, man. I'm sure you guys talked about it, you know, a lot before I before, you know, I just jumped on here, but I just didn't like uh, Tatum's approach that entire time. I mean, listen, when you got three officials huddled up at half court, you let them do what they need. You let them discuss what they need to discuss, and – you, there's really not much you can influence in that moment, right? You have to sort of wait, let them talk amongst themselves, and then maybe try to get a word in there, you know? And I'm reading these quotes right now. He's at the podium, and oh, it looks like he just finished because people are coming back. But um, I, I read a quote where he said that he just wanted to have a discussion about the foul. But oh, wait a minute, Tatum, you, you can have that discussion after they're done talking amongst themselves. Like, he's got to understand, like, in the heat of the moment, like, all that stuff matters. These guys are try out there trying to do their job. They're trying to do it correctly. And let's face it, he has a past of this, right? You know, and he he, he got that technical foul in the first quarter. And I remember thinking to myself, man, he could completely forget about that because this happened in the past where he gets so upset that he forgets. You, you already have a technical foul. You know, and, and of course, it happens in the first quarter, so it's easy to forget. But this is a pattern that he has to he has to find a way to get out of. You know, this whole like I, I'm I'm furious, and you guys have to stop what you're doing and hear me out. Like that's that, that's not how it works. You know, and, and I, I just think that's something that could have really cost this team. You know, the, the game. But Al Horford, man, what a what a performance in that fourth quarter. MVP for sure. And um, they don't they don't win this game without him. But it shouldn't have. You know, the classic line. It shouldn't have come down to that. 
We got Bobby in the house. Uh, uh, Josue, I'm going to stick on the Tatum stuff. That you yeah, yeah, man. I got a lot Ta- to say about it. Talking about there. First, we'll hear from Tatum um, right now, and then we will uh, – uh, oh, there's a goalie goal in the NHL tonight. That's fun. Um we're going to get an hour in. All right. You're getting, getting us off track already. I, dude, I was this close to start talking about what I'm going to make for Christmas. Um, you we're, we're like, an, it's, you know, it's late. It's late in the guard report. I'm getting punchy. Let's I also, I also have some, uh, um, uh, brief interview question, uh, question and answers from, from, uh, Gary Washburn to Boston Globe that he spoke to the officials. We can get into that later. So. All right. That's good. Let's hear from Tatum and then we'll kind of continue on there. All right. Can you uh, can you sort of walk me through what happened with the ejection and were you surprised that it happened? Uh, was I surprised? Yeah, I was extremely surprised. I mean, y- y'all all saw what happened. You might not know what I said, but I mean, I guess whatever I said doesn't matter at this point. Um, I don't agree with that. You know, one of the assistant coaches was there with me, doesn't agree. Uh, but it. It doesn't really matter, right? You know, the it's like the ref's word against ours, and at that moment, you know, when they throw you out, they throw you out. Even if I was right, you know, they could go back and talk about it after the game. It's, it's not like we get that game back. I don't get that time back. Um, so, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's like I said, I can't change what happened. Uh, you know, just how players, you know, we compete and affect the game. The refs have an effect on the game. Um, so, you know, they threw me out and right or wrong, you know, it's their word against ours and um, I can't, you know, can't get that time back. So, I'm going to take missing the point for 1,000, Alex, because like... <laughs> yes, seriously, man. Like, are you... Is he... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So, I don't know if more was said... And if there was, perhaps, but I think he's not still not getting it based on that comment, which is it's not whether you were right about the call. It's just that the refs are going to miss calls. And if you grind them, you might get texts. It's just Mm -hmm. a hazard, you know, poke the bear, you know, like you don't know, like this one might, you know, friggin' attack. Like, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get, but you do know that you're increasing the likelihood right. of that of that happening. So it's really more about your reaction to what you think was a bad call rather than, oh, I think I was right and he screwed up and I had a right to complain. I think that's missing the overall point of what we've been trying to get at with Tatum all of these years, which is just shut up, yeah. you know, like just stop. Like you might be a hundred percent right. You could view the tape, find out that the ref screwed you 17 times all night, it's but you're still, it's yeah. still better off to just stop. That's kind of the point. Right. It's like, I'm sorry this happened to me guys. Like that's, that's what I, that's what I heard. Yeah. So I've, I've like, said this for like a while. He's saying there's nothing I could do. And I'm like, sure there is. We know you can't rewind time, but you could have. Sip it. <laughs> just, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> In no, I, I, I've said this for a while. I've said this for a while. The frustrating thing, I'm sure, for him and for me sometimes is that they don't dole this out evenly to players across the league. And he gets killed with it. Uh, and then you look at a Draymond and a LeBron and other guys. Yeah, he's got a rep. They, they're annoyed by it. They're anno- look at well, it's not about rep. I mean, the guys who aren't ejected get complained incessantly, if not more than him. Like so, Beverly. Yeah. In, in that sense, yeah. That, like, it is frustrating, and I can get that. But 
what frustrates me with Tatum on this play is the fact that he committed the seventh turnover right before. And it everything that transpired from the flagrant foul on that play to the ejection seemed to be out of frustration over that seventh turnover. And his turnovers are way, way up recently. He's like a one-to-one assist turnover. The playmaking's gone right down the tube. His pick-and-roll numbers are pretty bad. And he's not playing well. So that's the accountability here uh, for him. I don't care about the ejection. It's not playing well. Like even before the ejection, he didn't put them in a position to win this game. And then he's gone and that galvanized the team a little bit, I guess. Uh, Horford was just great late and Pritchard came in and did some good things. The bench was awesome again. But the best two players on the team right now, as we always track, John, the playmaking, it's not going in the right direction. And I was a little disappointed, you know, Joe obviously said, you know, smile, move on, forget about it to the ejection. But on the topic of the playmaking, the turnovers, I'm not worried. You know, he works hard at that. So there's no point of improvement for Tatum out of this one. No accountability, no, no account, you know, no points to improve upon. Like this is the thing that frustrates me about this team. They slip. They disrespect the opponent as they do again in this one and they carve out a win here which is great but you're looking at the process as joe often says right john and the process in terms of carrying over what they did in the second half from chicago to this one was not uh, not acceptable for a championship team it was not it bobby's spitting right now no I, i i agree bobby and like we go over this it's not all about assist numbers there's more to playmaking than that but most of his metrics secondary assists potential assists um assist rate it's down across the board and you'd figure that it would be up considering how many more potential options there are scoring this year but like you know again a very simple stat i sent to you guys the other day top 20 scorers in the league tatum has the second fewest assists among those people these are people with the ball in their hands who who you know are naturally going to draw a lot of attention and just based off of that are going to end up passing up, passing out of doubles or finding other people and creating more offense themselves by distributing. Tatum doesn't quite do that. Among the top 30 players, Jalen Brown, only two people are lower than him. So they're not, they're not, they're guys who have the ball in their hands and don't tend to do much. And sometimes you do feel like it's, three guys playing together out there and two guys kind of doing their own thing. Um, And when that happens, you know, you have these kind of ups and downs uh, where they don't feel like connected offensively, uh, you know, here. And they returned the ball over right out of the gate tonight. It was eight in the first quarter. They shot, they shot, they shot, 70%, 70%, so it didn't matter, right. but they, they, they're just flipping it all over the place. I mean, just no care for the ball. And what else, what else happened in that first quarter, too, right, John? Was it eight three-pointers? Like, that was... Eight, eight of 11 threes and 70% overall. So I said that to Sherrod, too. Like, as soon as that goal. happened, you knew they were like, up, oh, here we go, we're cruising all night. Yep, yep. 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 We've seen it so many times. And, you know, I honestly, I felt like Tatum in that last few minutes of the first quarter when he, I mean uh, the third quarter right before his ejection when he checked back into the game it's like he snapped out of it I felt like he was doing the right thing just getting to the rim getting to the free throw line something that besides Derek White I didn't see a whole lot of I mean Jalen settling for shots uh, there's a lot of times where I felt like he was just trying to do like those little like floaters or like it wasn't necessarily the layups. Yeah. yeah those turnarounds yeah. those like eight footer eight foot you know fadeaways and they, they weren't falling so I felt like Tatum was on Getting, slowly getting back on track and, and he let this thing just get away from him man like he's gotta he's gotta cool it man like my whole thing is again and bobby i said this before you hopped on like when when 
the refs are huddled like that, you got to respect that, man. And let's be honest, what are you going to say that's going to really influence their decision in that moment? Again, well, in that moment, that. everyone is 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 hot. If you think about it, right? I mean, obviously Tatum is the he's more he's the most upset out of everyone, but the, the refs are too because they're trying to communicate with one another. And here comes Tatum, and of course, you know he has a history of this. This has happened before. Refs get fed up too. Refs got feelings as well, and we can get to what um, you know what, what they what they had to say when I do feel like the ejection was justified tonight. Well, I'm just going to say, Bobby, we can get to what, you know, um, Gary, the, the question that he asked the lead officials, because it's interesting how they're not saying what he said warrants, you know, for him to get kicked out. It just warrants a second technical, which obviously means you're out of the game. It wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, you disrespect me so much that even if you didn't have, you know, that first tech, we were going to toss you anyway. No, you know, it, it was just, again, he earned Well, that's a double standard, right? earned it flat this out. Is- this is frustrating to me because we went through this with Draymond Green. Like, yeah, that's the, where the, I am too. That that's, the second one usually holds more weight. Right? I yeah. hate that. Yeah. Either a tech is a tech is a, a tech, tech, is a tech across tech, the board. I can't stand when you decide. Well, I'm just gonna. I can't give this guy the second one, All and right. then then one ref just up and does it. It really is. It does change things because yeah. you're right. There's a lot of guys out there who get a tech because they complain a ton. Uh, you know, a ton of guys who just complain all day long and right. they never get that second rest, one. And I, guarantee, hold on to the second I one. guarantee, I guarantee it's not because they cleaned up their act. So right. Tatum got targeted for this one today. Um, you know, I'm the trying guy to think of the first one. It. it was, it was after a turnover, right? It was in the first quarter. Yeah. It was like, like six minutes or seven minutes in or something like that. It was like so a, I, yeah, I think both, arguments are fair. I think both arguments are fair. Like these, a higher scrutiny on him than there is some other star players. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, you pick up one early. That is the message to not be complaining to a group of officials while they're trying to sort out a you know flagrant foul there as they were. So could have gone either way. You just hate to see him put himself in that position when the team's in a one possession game, when they're really struggling and most of those struggles are stemming from him. You know, Brown wasn't in great control in this game either, but we talk about his ball handling all the time. Tatum can struggle just as much with keeping the ball in his hands, not pushing off and picking up offensive fouls, all the different things you want to see out of an initiator. Brown fouled Beverly both times there where Beverly lost his mind in such a clear, in such a clear way. I can't believe the first one didn't get reversed. He, he just literally just punched him in the groin and pushed him off of him. And then he did it again across the neck. I know people that think the refs have it out for the Celtics. I can't believe those. he got away with both of those calls. I mean, just classic. Like, I don't like how close you are to me on defense. I can't get by you on my own, so I'm going to shove you. And that's what he did twice. <laughs> Twice. I, I was I was really surprised by that. Um, here, uh, I, I do want to continue on because I, I uh, uh, we do have a couple more things we wanted to talk about. Uh, Bobby, what else you got here uh, as far as this game goes? Well, I find it interesting that they played like this to start after Joe really emphasized throughout the week and a couple off days here, carrying over what they did in the second half against Chicago. Uh, learning to expand leads by playing with that same sort of intensity to run up the score as they did with the target score uh, against Chicago. And 
they struggled to do so in this one. They built that 10-point lead with that great bench run at the end of the first quarter there and then just have a disaster second. Uh, so they end up behind you know, by the end of the third, and uh, they're fighting possession for possession down the stretch of this game. So that's what I was looking for coming into this one. Can they build a lead early? Can they expand on it and turn this into a blowout? And credit Philly for making the tough shots. You know, as you often say, they made some ridiculous ones right down to the wire ridiculous. in this game. But the Celtics aided it with turnovers, letting them run out in transition. I mean, the first half transition defense was a disgrace. I mean, it was just terrible up until that Jalen chase down block. Uh, so you don't love that first half. I thought it was the worst half they played all year. Credit to them for outstanding fourth quarter without Tatum and without Brown for that first little run uh, to open it. Horford played the whole fourth. Um, and, you know, I talked to Horford after in the locker room and he said it would have been awful if they lost this one. Uh, you know, both he and Holiday agreed that there was a sense of let up, you know, looking down at the co- competition in this one, as you often hear from this team through some of these bad games. But Holiday said he feels like they've had a few where they've figured it out, including this one. So it's better that they won than they didn't. I mean, this would have been an all out, not panic show, but just a furious show, boomerang show uh, if they lost this one. But. They figure it out. Horford, I mean, he's just on him and the bench because you consider him part of the bench at this point, right? Even though he's been starting. He's right. Yeah. They're like three weeks into just playing outstanding. And Pritchard joined it too. He got a lot of credit for the way he led late. They tried double big, then they went smaller with him. Thought he was really good. Hauser, outstanding again. Uh, this great defensive possession on Harris. I'm sure you caught that one, John, where he's just in front of him for like four or five seconds fronting him, and Harris had nowhere to go. Uh, Cornette, decent early, badly. Uh, I don't know why they put him in there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, at least and at least they, they had the wherewithal to get him out quick. And Kata, another little Kata burst. So he got, the bench he got is no I mean, it's such a pleasant surprise the way they're playing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I just think uh, you know these these type of games when, when Al is starting. Like, you, you need guys like that to step up. And I thought Peyton Pritchett, for, for what it was, especially in that fourth quarter, I mean, you essentially score this through three. And he just not only knocked down some huge three-pointers, you know, stole the momentum, but he was showing off that playmaking, you know, ability that he's that we all know he's capable of. And I think that went a long way. You know, you got the alley-oop, you know, you got the three, you got the rah-rah moments, you know, really got this team on the bench. I mean, really got this team uh, on their feet from the bench. And I felt like that all that stuff matters. You know, they needed to kind of keep that – pressure on Philly because otherwise Philly could I mean they were in position to be up by eight or nine I mean after Tatum was was out they, they smelled blood but Al Horford just was just causing fits on both ends and uh you coupled that with the production from from Pritchard and when the rest of the stars came in and they were able to um to hold off the Sixers but yeah it would have been ugly if they lost this for sure and I'm sure Al obviously you know it's it's just special for him, man. He's just he's, he's just, it's just different when it's, when it's against Philly, and it's not about yes. it's not about playing uh, at the Wells Fargo Center. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, no, man. Like I, I still do this. He is dominating. I still do yeah, this. Now. Okay, with or without Embiid, like let's do this. Yeah, and we got to get. It's so we gave That's Al some attitude. love early, but he was he was he was he was great. I mean, he he had the go ahead assist in the fourth driving baseline. He had the go ahead post up late, two blocks in a row that changed the game midway through that quarter rebounds I love his playmaking I mean this is why I want him to start John because this is what you get out of him as a starter and See, you don't Bobby, get this Bobby, mm-hmm. 
Bobby, mm -hmm, right? This was an emergency <laughs> fill in the gap moment, and I love that Al was able to rise to the moment. But this is not but what you're going to get when Eddie went down. And that's been what three, four games. Yeah, talk to me if we're if we're having this conversation in like 10, 11, 12 games. I don't think we're going to be getting this Al in 10, 11, 12 games. I don't, and I and I love what he's doing, Bobby. I love what he's doing too, but I. I I just can't, I don't see this being something that he can sustain over an extended period of 10, 15, 20 games. I think it's great that he can do it in spot duty, but long term, no. And I wouldn't yeah. want him to do a long duty because long term because I want him ready for the playoffs. Yeah. I can't do no, my low right. management if he's playing. I, I need him in the play. I need this Al in the playoffs. Right. I don't need this Al as much in the regular season. No, start in a starter or like not. This, yeah, you got you got to prep him for that for those thirty post games. I mean, thirty uh, playoff games or whatever it's going to be. You know, yeah. like that's a that, no that's starter a or not. You have to do that. It's about figuring out where he can best contribute to the team. Yeah, because there were a ton of games, right? But Bobby, where he just did nothing off the bench. I get that. You know, obviously it's it's, it's different for him. It's still an adjustment at this point. However. You can't sit there and say what this lineup looked like with Porzingis in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, don't you want to see what that right. what that comes? You know what that what that looks like at the end of the season? No, you know, like, it's impossible to refute. It, You're right. It's incredible what, what that starting five looks like. And you know, I, I this is still. Yeah. I, I you still have to credit the Celtics obviously for for you know winning without Porzingis, but it wasn't it, it wasn't pretty. You know, at right. stretches. Sherrod is getting driven out of the. Uh, yeah, man, of, I can I can tell. I can hear the noise. Out of the uh, garden. Uh, Ahmed is trying to tell me something. Is there another JT? Oh, this is JT and Gary, I think. Is that right, Ahmed? Yes, this is JT having a little bit of fun here when, when Gary poked him a little bit here uh, regarding the ejection. Bro, stuff. what do you do in the minutes after you're ejected before you chill and watch the game? Again, I wasn't that mad like <laughs> don't put that narrative out there i didn't throw nothing i said what i said there was no magic words i didn't cuss assistant coaches right there you heard me i don't know they maybe they didn't want me to play tonight they was eager to get me out of there and i walked back calmly i sat in my chair got some ice i was not mad i didn't throw anything i was just like it was like a joke i you know i was like I had to laugh it off. Uh, so, no, I ain't cry, I ain't throw anything. Got my ice, watch the rest of the game, watch us win, um, and got ready. <laughs> Man, Tatum is, Tatum, is, Tatum is lucky that Charles Lee's head was covering his mouth <laughs> throughout that exchange. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if no swears. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, the most, the, the most I saw on his way out was uh, – on his way to the locker room was uh, – you don't talk to me like that, or you don't, you know, don't talk something like something to that effect. I didn't, I can't say I saw, I, I, I read his lips to, to say uh, F word or curse word, but that angle from where the camera was, was, was showing the exchange, you just couldn't see his face. You know, it was, you know, he was covered, but. Well, what we don't, what we don't know Josue is when he got word that he was being tossed. Anything you say after that. He's going to let, he's going to let it fly. Right. He's, that's yeah. Yeah. So he so he may so when he says that you know I didn't say the magic word he could easily be talking about I didn't say the magic word well, before four, I got right right that's a good point well, yeah right because he went yeah, after him. he kind of exactly. went after him after the yeah. ejection right? that's when that's when Charles yeah. Lee and, and and Joe grabbed him like all right all right you said what you said because right. yeah because they, yeah because they, their their concern obviously is is beyond just text right. so.
No, I don't think. I got to. I got to run, guys. Yeah. Last one I got, John. I don't think the ejection's a concern. In fact, I don't think complaining has been a return. That's funny. I don't think complaining has generally been. No, it hasn't. It's a small blip, and he's been much better at it. I just think it's the concerns the way he played that set it up, and the obvious frustration that set him up to be ejected, stemming from that play, and it's piling up a little bit recently. Back to that Memphis game. It's 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 whatever. Not either not getting calls or you know not being accountable for the things he's doing wrong. Where every time he either turns it over or a shot doesn't fall, he wants the you know, this, the, the mm-hmm. ticky tack superstar call. It's like, you didn't really get fouled. Like, so just, you know, there's always something, you know, he turns it right. over. It's kind of, I, I think he gets in his own head. So it's more about affecting the play than some ref arbitrarily decided to tee him up in a, in a situation that, you know, could have, he could have probably let him slide. Did we, did we read the pool report? No. Uh, so Gary, did the pool report with Billy Kennedy and um, Kennedy said following Man. a loose ball foul called on Jason. I was Jason teasing that thing this whole playing. time. All right, go ahead, Bobby. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to drop it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Bobby's didn't Bobby. Bobby and go ahead, Bobby. Do your thing. <laughs> following the loose ball uh, called on Jason, continued to complain, was asked multiple times to head to the bench, uh, continued to complain about the foul called on the floor and overtly gestures toward the officials and was assessed a second technical foul. Uh, only reason he was ejected was the second tech. Uh, unnecessary contact to the face was the flagrant reason. Yeah, yeah. They just they got tired of him talking. It was the gesture. It was yeah. basically like, please stop talking. Please shut up. Please shut up. Please shut up. Like, and it was after. And yeah, they told know, him multiple times to head to the bench. Like, to the bench, come on. You know? And he even told his coach. Right. Get him out of here. Let's go. Let's go. Again, Tatum, if you want to have a discussion, man, won't you let them let them finish their conversation first? Like yeah. that's just my whole thing. Like I, I just thought again, after seeing the replay like three or four times, I was like, man, he couldn't just wait. Like I don't, I don't understand. The, that. the thing is, on Tech One, they're calling every gesture. That like they yeah. are pretty much across the board. It's not just like Tatum. Even if you just toss the ball, toss the, the ball. Yeah. To Porzingis kind of like whoop de doo threw it through the rim, you know. <laughs> but like any like just like ah oh, man, just a little flick, not like big demonstrative stuff. They're calling right. a lot of that across the league. You, you see it fast. Yeah, like, I mean the Lakers. Even the, the even letter, somebody like come on, give me a break, you know, right. like immediately getting that first tee. It's just that second tee do, does have a different, uh, you know. It, it, most refs are very uh, hesitant, you know, judicious about when, yeah. when they're going to give that one out. You got to really earn it. So this this didn't feel like a second tech explosion, but whatever. Well, good win. You know, credit to everybody else for picking. It's them up. really annoying. I I have been a ref. I, it's just yeah. I bet, man. I bet. Like I I, I feel for them. I would be a zero tolerance ref, not like high and mighty with my power, just like. No, 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 tech. You know, like just like <laughs> where would the game be without? No, but tech? seriously, just shut John, John will give you that shrug too. Like, sorry, it's no, it. it's like with it. children. Like, I got one thing I can do: take away their electronics. By the way, you know, like that's tech. my only that's my only thing I can do. Can you to, just like, unplug the Wi-Fi. Get do, my kids do, do, do it by surprise. Clean your room. Clean your room. Clean your room. Clean your room. Give me the phone. You know, yeah. like that's all I can do. You know. You know what I was ready for late too, John? It's it was my like tech. a one. It was like a one-point game late, John, and I just kept turning Joe Sway, and I was like, that friggin' technical. They had Jalen shoot the technical when Nurse got called yeah. with Hauser 
uh, White, and a bunch of other guys on the floor who are good free throw shooters, and he missed it. Now, he hit too late to help seal the game, but that was another confusing moment for me. That and the Cornet minutes late, it was like, what? But it worked out on both fronts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's funny, John. This is one of the the best teams in the league, like through the first 20-something games here uh, in Philly. So not a huge surprise that their depth stepped up the way it did tonight. They shot ridiculously at... Beverly was just hitting everything. So some of it was fluky. Celtics definitely slept walk through the first half. Um, and then the fourth was excellent. So wins a win at the end of the day. It's just this continued stretch. It's like seven games now, and they're five and two over that stretch. But they haven't played as well offensively. You sent the graphic, I think. Maybe it wasn't you, John. Um, last 10 games are 15th in offense, right, coming in tonight. Uh, so slippage, they're number two in defense over that stretch. But... The offense continues to be a little erratic there, especially with turnovers. Uh, last seven games, they are 25th in turnover yeah. rate. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Bottom bottom 10 in assists, too? Yeah, their assist rate's been low all yeah. year. They had that great game against Chicago. Yeah, but like 20, 26 or something like that. It's low. Entering, it's low. This, entering this game. Yeah. For the season, they are 24th. It's low. Yeah, what can you do? Anyway, um... <laughs> It's just I want to see more. Like I said, is they're still winning, you know. So like, right. it's consistency, John. You know, it's just yeah. it, you want to see nine and zero at home. You want to see it, kind of just you know be the same thing. Now I will they, give them they one slip excuse, in and out John. Of a lot of you know uh, questionable habits from time to time, but they're just they're good and they get away with it. So I will give them one excuse. If they were bottling it up for Monday, here we go. I'm okay no, with that. I don't think that was it. <laughs> they said just win money. No they said no maxi. Like you know, you know, in their mind, they're like, all right. I, I, I do think at this point is, and so you know, my vibe on the tournament is, I think if they went two and two in the regional play, they'd be like, ah, whatever. But now they want to go to the party, right? right. I agree. I like it, oh yeah, especially seeing who's it's a in party it. in Vegas and the cool kids are invited and I want to be there. It's very much like All Star Game vibes, right? Exactly. But you get is. to bring your whole team, so right. I do think that there's it's smart in that regard. You know, making Vegas the little cherry on top of things because like absolutely, let's friggin' get there, man. Are you, right. Can I get an apology, Cam? No, because you were, uh, <laughs> you were completely. Uh, all right, I don't need an apology. He goes, can I get it? John, but you just, said, can I get it? A, a he could. He went, no. <laughs> you knew just exactly say, what you just say Tuesday. I still say don't. Tuesday surprised you a little bit. Tuesday totally did, but it was a fun. The vibe was great, right? Because the point differential, all the games going at once. It was like the final weekend of like Premier League or like MLB when there's like seven clinching scenarios, scenarios and blah yeah. blah blah, and it's like what can happen? Everyone's playing at the same time. It was so, so you much had fun. that vibe, and then they got into it, and the crowd got into it for the first time. I don't think the fans had gotten into any tournament game before that, but in this right. case, you're like, oh, we know exactly what we need, and I think they got caught up in the moment uh, on that one. But I still also think that if they lost, they'd be like, yeah, well, we lost, and then they just move yeah, on, right. you know? So like, it's not what it's, the regular season's about. Right. That's not. It's just. Hey, we're here. We're here. It's cool. Let's see if we can do it. They weren't going to let themselves miss it, though. I mean, when they had starters in there in the fourth, it was like, wow, this is awesome. I think the experience is cool. I think they want to win it. I think they want to – everyone wants money, but I certainly think there's a vibe of winning it for the lower players on the bench because that's real money. So, you know – Hey, hey. 
Coaches get money too, Dojon. If you're if you're if you're like <laughs> if you're a good teammate and you're one of the stars, you got to recognize how much that means to a lot of the guys there. I think Lillard said it earlier. Like I want to win it for those guys. Yeah. So that's cool if that's the case there. But I also think, like I said, it, it's they want to go to the party now, and I think they would have felt a little bit shitty getting shut out of it. But like the idea of comparing it to something of actual significance, I, I don't think it's. I, yeah. did I think it's, it's just a, entertainment. I think. Honestly. I think it's a point two. You know, if making it to the playoffs and advancing is is here, this is like nobody compared it to that. I well, I I'll tell you this: the initial thing we talked about is they should be ashamed of themselves for not showing up for a tournament a step. for a tournament a game. And I was like, there. I don't think they viewed the Orlando game as like. We got to show up for the tournament. I think they just showed up to play a basketball game and they didn't play a great one or they got beat by a good team. But the, the, the rhetoric that night was how could they not show up for a tournament game? And that's what I was like, give me a break. Like, that's not why they didn't. It's not a blight on their character because they didn't come out and play hard tonight because it was a tournament game. That's what I was getting at there. I think it would have been a bad look if they just punted on the tournament and said, Screw it's not this. Punting. we don't want it. We want I it. Just, no, no, no. no. Punting, gonna... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, punting would have been uh, Missoula not going for it in the fourth quarter against the yeah, Bulls. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that was going to happen. Yeah. 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 I, so I was I didn't say, surprised. I don't think they were going to punt. I just think they were going to play and whatever mm-hmm. happened, happened. You know, and then when it got to the point that they could make it, they got caught up in the vibe of it. But yeah. teams who were like, two, you know, lost the second game and knew they were out of it probably were like, whatever yeah. you know and 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 just kind of moved on so uh it's cool it's a fun vibe hopefully they do get there because i think it'll be interesting plus it's new you know so i think the nba got i think the nba wins they get what they want which is people talking about it even if it is just talking about the bullshit with the running up the score but it is a new thing a talking point yeah. yeah and it's a talking point and it gives you something whether it's whether it whether it matters or, or not. Oh matters. my god, I, that would have been the most boring game of the but year. But I also think that the NBA it. knew it was going to ramp up like this. They knew right out of the gate people were going to be like, "Oh, this is cool. Look at those courts." And man, who's in what group? Like this is like I don't think I think they knew going into it that the hype wasn't going to start here. It was going to just little by little as fans see their teams advance. Really and did. every round is going to it's going to go even higher in terms of you know the attention and and, and the, the the fan base is you know getting excited about it. Yeah. I really do think that's what's going to happen. I would like to see almost like like in soccer if you wanted to do fun stuff. I would love to see like it'd be cool if they did like an international tourney where they went and played like Real Madrid or honestly like, I think that's like what they do like a Champions the League sort of thing. Is, honestly, you know, I just think they haven't figured out the logistics, but they're yeah. sort of like starting to plant that seed amongst the NBA. You know. Uh, amongst the players and the in, in, in the rest of the league, so they can sort of get comfortable with yeah. this type of format, and then maybe that's the next step. Honestly, because that was the discussion, Bobby. I don't know if you remember this, but that was what Adam Silver was 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 uh, was essentially teasing in the NBA Finals when he did his press conference before Game One. Remember, he was talking about that that was something that they were already discussing, and that they were kind of you know in the final stages, pretty much all but saying it was official. And of course, we heard you know the, the following year that it was going to happen. Yeah. But like, that's kind of like, you know, that's what, that's what you see in like soccer, all the leagues stop and then they play, you know, a a champions league or blah, blah, blah. And a a few different cups and tournaments, you know, throughout the season. And it's just, it it adds to it. And those things have meaning because 
you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, this should be longer. This should be more expansive with, you know, like you said, John, the stoppage of the season. Yeah. And this should and be so more. So th- the reason this one's weird is it's sloppily just smashed into the season yeah. and they are regular season games, but also tournament games. You either play a tournament that's outside of the body of right. your season or else it just feels like this felt, which was like, right. I, I guess it's a tournament game because of the weird floor. But like, other than that, like, it's just a game. It also counts yeah. as a standings game. So that's why I was like, between the two things, I think you treat it like a regular game. And if you're winning, you're like, oh, cool. I won a tournament game, you know, but it's not the same vibe of being in a true tournament where you get knocked out and blah, blah, blah. And this well, see, I think, I think the NBA was afraid of yeah. uh, the rest of the league saying, oh, well, if these games aren't going towards our final record, then let's pull our guys. You know what I mean? Like, let's kind of use it as a scrimmage. And then this whole thing would have this would have blew up in their faces. You know, the NBA would have been like, man, no yeah. one's into this because uh, it doesn't go towards the, uh, the regular season. I think that was a big part of the, of, of the, the you know, negotiating or ironing the details was that it had to be part of the regular season, except for the championship game, of course. Because even the loser bracket, those games go towards the, the regular season. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no matter what, it's like, oh, these games do matter, whether you guys are into this tournament or not. Yeah, whatever. And again, it, it's it, it, it. I think it makes for more fun. So I think it, I think mission accomplished for the NBA here, even if yeah. it's kind of weird and imperfect and you know slightly flawed. Um, I think the flaw. I think the flaws actually like contributed to the dialogue because people were like, "This is dumb," or "These courts are ugly," or "The point differential's stupid." But they talked about it, and then you did get that cool, exciting. Uh, vibe from that last uh from that last game um all right i think we can wrap it here um celtics did win so that was good fourth quarter was great probably the only quarter worth talking about in this game um and uh you know jason tatum uh learned nothing uh from his ejection (laughs) yeah fact (laughs) but again as, as bobby said and it's fair um it's been better and it's not the it's no longer the thing that you attach to tatum um, and, no, we haven't talked about and, it once and like shut up, uh, stop complaining, stop complaining. He stopped doing it a lot more for sure. Uh, but yeah, just something was off with him all night tonight, and he just never really got into his vibe, and he was sloppy, and it was a weird game for him. A weird game too, with the stat line being so oddly efficient, right? Seven yeah. of nine shooting. He got aggressive at a few different points and went downhill. Yeah. yeah. So he, he got to the line. He was efficient shooting as he just turned I the ball like he over. Was going into, he was going into closeout mode, you know, fourth quarter Tatum closing, closing the game out before totally. he got ejected. But hey, he's lucky uh, Al came to save the day, I guess. And the rest of the, the rest of the, his guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to wrap. Um, and uh, is that, what do we got? Is this Monday? Monday, Monday. 7.30. Indeed. Okay, that's good. So weekend that's off, Garden Report crew. I'm calling it right now. It's going to be a classic, classic game. I'll be back with Taylor doing Patriots post game show on Sunday. I did. I predicted uh, a win, Bobby. I think so too. It seems like all the makings are there. Yeah. I, I charge it. I, w- I was hoping the Chargers fired Staley last week and get that you know coach fired bump where you get energized with the new guy, um, and they didn't. I think they're. I think they're done with this guy. They're just. They're done. They're done. And the Pats, for whatever it's worth, you know, as bad as Zappy is, are going to get that Zappy bump. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. You sound we'll excited see. for this, Bob. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs> I bet you Zappy is. Um, 
Yeah. All right. We're, we're, we're good. Thank you guys for hanging with us tonight. It was a fun show, fun night, uh, you know, interesting game, a lot to talk about. Back on Monday, it's tournament time. Probably no Porzingis, but, you know, there's a chance, I guess, so we'll see. The pie is ready, and we are going to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you guys later. Take care. <laughs>